This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to another Bald Move TV podcast. This is the Banshee edition covering episode 403. Job. Of Banshee entitled Job. Yeah, I didn't. It just feels like the kind of episode before a big job. I didn't really get. Yeah, I didn't see what the job was in this. It was mostly one. Job, which I just don't. Yeah, I, I can see where they're going to set up for uh, yet another heist sure. job. But I yeah. One last job it. to get Job his money. Maybe it's a. Uh... Did you look at the episode titles for the rest of them? Maybe it's a Gilligan style. Everything goes together. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of this episode? I loved it. Banshee's back. Yep. Banshee's back. I was uh, gasping and yelling and cheering. And we got some cameo. Sure. Uh, what did you think? I thought it, you know, it's, it's return to form. <laughs> Has a nice array of stunts and kind of shocking things. And, you know, there was two or three things I thought was kind of creaky on the plot because they're trying to cram so much into a short season and kind of wrap things up. Yeah. The biggest one I thought was Fat Owl. Like, if he could draw a beeline that quickly to Job, it's like, why? Why, why, why did no one think to try him before? Because he just cut through like a hot knife through butter. That's true. It's like he threatened to skin a guy's dick, he uh, sliced a couple guys' toes, and then bam, Job. We got him in one episode. And I'm going to excuse it because I think that was more of Lucas's connection the whole time. And maybe well, Carrie didn't remember that he, maybe to start searching her criminal... So um, you think it's intentional? We're supposed to make think that Hood's a bigger piece of shit than we do for letting... Well, yeah, he gave up instantly. Yeah, six months in instantly okay um no i i don't know that's the one thing that didn't set well with me but the rest of the episode is was pretty damn good so uh, yeah. what would you like to discuss first um let's start where we start joe being tortured with uv light this is just along with the water scene last week it's just to show us that it really really sucks for him right sure I mean, and they're getting creative they're playing around with the timeline here because we never really know he's always in the same outfit the the torturer are always faceless people so we don't know where in time they are but this uv light scene is happening four months ago mm-hmm. um and then we get this really one of a couple of awesome shots i want to call out of the room or the camera spinning around the room as job is just going through the revolving these montage of, of pain yeah. and misery. yes yeah. What did you think? It looked like he had a bunch of equations and stuff uh, scribbled and scrabbled on the walls. Job's a brilliant person, uh, at least as a computer hacker. So maybe he's trying to figure something out. He's got a lot of math and science in his background. Uh, I want to talk about the credit sequence real quick, too. Okay. 
Um, because I've wondered it the other two weeks, but I'm really wondering who is the hulking strong guy at the end. And when we met in this episode, I thought, oh, maybe it's Reggie Watts, the leader of the white power group. But I don't know. That guy doesn't look that big. I mean, this guy's just this mountain of a man. He reminds me of the, um... Uh, the leader of the Red Bones from like Clayton. season two. No, yeah, no, 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 the other guy. No, was it Clayton. His name's Clayton. Uh, yes, I agree because he was teased a lot during those opening credit sequences. So mm-hmm. I think that it's either and th- in this in this uh, episode they had like five or six hole punches. Yeah, like you know they took his photograph. Well, and here's the thing: uh, Lucas Hood is in jail right now. We know he's a badass. Do you think um, that they would Bunker met- works in the jail and. He's up again, and one of the scenes showed a Nazi tattoo that was bleeding. From the wrist, almost like it was a suicide attempt. I didn't think so. No? Okay. I thought it was like there was something being carved into it. Oh, uh, all right. I don't know. Uh, and then there's a photo, that, like a Polaroid of a teenage girl abroad, and it says, no surprise visits on it. Any, do, do, do you see what they're I don't know. At? I think that's the girl that he brings back to his house, right? Is it? Hmm. Was she a surprise visit? I don't really read too much in the credit sequences. All she wanted. Well, that's the thing. Like I, I do. Like every season, I feel like it's a mystery that I'm trying to, f- to figure out one week at a time. <laughs> anyway. Well, you're asking me for your my input, and I don't have that much. I think it's all very. So it's, you. It shows up in the episode. The you, context of those pictures are in the episode. You treat the uh, credit sequence like I treat the color palette stuff with Vince Gilligan and Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. It's like, okay, you might have a point, but I don't care. Yeah, no, I get it. I know there's something there. I'm not the kind of person that's going to find out. If you make the connection, you tell me what the number combinations mean. Yeah. I will have my mind blown, but I'm not going to be the one to figure it out. Okay. Um, Anything else on? No, not that. I want to talk about how much they jump around. I want to talk about how much they jump around, like, in the time. And is it getting to be too much? Because it's, like, four months, 20 months, two years. Uh, they're using all kinds of different techniques. Like it seems like there's a particular time in Bunker's timeline where it's all sepia tones and shit. Yeah. And it's getting a little bit much for me. Even though this is a great episode, I feel like anytime you have an episode dealing with six different layers of flashbacks, I'm going to get like Inception and lose my way. I'm going to go to limbo and not know what the hell's going on. I guess that's true because Bunker is the last person or the next person I'm on to talk about. Um, he was it 17 months ago he was in the hospital yeah no. so i'm gonna he was in the hospital it was and 20 then, months wasn't it no 17 17 okay and one of the cards said 20 and i'm like holy shit brock was the only person that came to visit him well maybe that's not true but just in this particular flashback or mm-hmm. memory mm-hmm. and 17 months ago calvin's wife maggie comes to bring him groceries a few days after he gets out of the hospital right um I think having him flashback to Brock visiting him in the hospital without a time card makes it pretty clear what he's thinking. That would be the kind of reveal where he didn't talk to Brock and tell him who did that to him. Right. Having the scene with Maggie and him in the kitchen saying this, I don't like this, this and that. I think that's a a scene you could have present day Mm -hmm. that Brock could, when she asks if he will kill her husband, he could say, well, when you came to me those many months ago, we had this and this conversation. Well, so, I mean, it's it's a really it's, it's a really dense yeah. it's a really dense form of visual communication when you're doing all these. And then you throw in the emotional montages, which may or may not actually happen in the real world. 
and then you th- you throw in literal hallucinations as well. It gets like I I think it's what interesting. What are you referencing? Because um, I like I said I think we got about six different time jumps in this episode, and then we have you know the the uh, like like uh, Proctor Kai choking the one urchin uh, yes. horde to death, but it, then she's morphing into Rebecca, and we yeah. got hood fantasizing about the time that rebecca came over to tend to his bullet wounds and she morphs awesomely into corpse becca yeah um that kind of stuff so anyway this maggie wants bunker to kill her husband i'm not sure why i I don't know i guess that's the only way to uh, avoid him or get away from him because she feels like it's it it sounds like she's had a change of heart similar to bunker where she just realizes that this is this she is wants- a bunch of bullshit. This is a bill of goods that she was sold when she was a kid, and she wants out, but there's really no way to get out. I mean, I can sympathize with all that. Yeah, she wants to make sure that he's never a part of her son's life. Yeah. And is- it, so it seems like that Bunker wanted to redeem his brother somehow, but he's given up hope, and now he's just wanting to put him away in jail. Yeah, which seems possible. I mean, the current leader is in jail, still leading. Yeah, I don't understand. I guess that's the thing. I don't understand if I know Bunk is willing to do it. I don't understand why he can't just put him away. Proctor, I mean, Proctor, Proctor, Proctor. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's his brother. He knew all of his business activities. He probably knows all of his hideouts. Like, just just stake that stuff out and build your case and get your warrants. And, but you, like you said, Proctor wouldn't would, would keep it from going forward, mm, right. I guess. Yeah. Shitty situation to be in. But why Cal- I never was a neo-Nazi. <laughs> That's why. That's the only reason. <laughs> well, so, there's a plethora to be fair, but you know. <laughs> so uh, Calvin visits Reggie Watts, whatever his name is, in jail, and says that we are keeping this agreement with Proctor for other things that are none of your business. And Calvin uh, looks like he's ready to snap after the conversation last week. After calling his wife over and over, and she's not answering to this. He looks like he a man who is going to do something scary soon. Yeah, I really like this scene. I thought that it's great because it tells us kind of some things we've been curious about, like the neo-Nazis, according to Calvin's estimation, have an army 10 times bigger than Proctor's. What army does Proctor have? He's got the Amish Mafia, whatever his, you know, he's got this like kind of poor, he's got a bunch of dudes in like flannel jackets and i feel like he's also got like some mercenaries and yeah yeah that's his that's his army but i i don't know um but also kind of laid you know we got to see watts we got to put a name to a face uh confirm that he is in fact in jail which is is a conversation we had last week yep uh and you know do a nice job of kind of building that tension because you can just see that calvin is you know as soon as he can get an angle on this guy it's going to be bad news it's going to be something out of oz there's going to be shivs. There's going to be someone set on a fire. I know we've had this conversation in the Orange is the New Black podcast, and I'm not looking to rehash it with you now, but I just want to put the point out there. I don't understand how anyone could lead anything from inside of a prison. I don't understand how trading stamps makes you some sort of um, leader or financial a person i don't understand it well and orange and new black it's tougher because you're they're essentially playing for commissary money because it's lower stakes but here i guess i believe that if you had genuine muscle on the outside you could still but why would you once you go to jail i'd be like all right well 
Well, but like if that guy's ever going to get if, out. If I come and visit you in jail, I become a known associate, right? So maybe it's time to sever ties with uh, you. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. But I, I, it's presented enough as a thing that I guess I just accept it. You're welcome when it's you like get you're speed. welcome back when you get out, but we're done for now. Sure, sure. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's like uh Yeah. And then you, it also seems to rely on corruption both on the prison system and the outside law enforcement, which in this show there's plenty of. So yeah, I guess I believe a white power guy could run his operations in Banshee County from a Banshee County prison or Pennsylvania prison. <laughs> okay. There's a quick scene of Rebecca pulling the bullets out of Hood and stitching them up where they presumably had sex during this time, right? Man, that's the thing. That's what they're saying, right? When Lucas comes for at the end and he's getting confronted with uh, Brock saying, hey, you're wanted because the blood in the car, you can kind of seem like, okay, yeah, fair. Uh, and then he's like, plus uh, you, she's pregnant with your child. And he says, what? Not like, I mean... I guess you, I'm reading a lot into that what, but I was kind of surprised mm. that he thought that that was... He, I didn't think he even thought that was a possibility, implying that maybe they didn't have sex, in no. which case... No, I don't believe that at all. Really? You think they had sex? Yeah. Yeah. It's not like it would be their first time. No, and that's kind of Hood's pattern. He has sex with women, gets this intense connection to them, and then... Yeah. Like, I, I mentioned when he was having this long, mon sad montage of thinking about her, it's like, damn... He's been like this at various points with Shaban, with Carrie, with Rebecca. Like, is there any woman that he doesn't sleep, that, that he sleeps with and just doesn't give a shit about afterwards? Or does he just fall in this deep, masculine love with them every single time? He cares about the woman he sleeps with? Is that what you're saying? Well. And you take issue with that? Sure, yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the what was more like she was pregnant. If I were told you I was pregnant right now, you'd probably have the same reaction. Like, well, what? But I'm yes, I would. But then if there was the further remove of you being murdered, like that's like I felt like that what was insufficient for. Oh my god! Like the, all the implications of that hitting him at once. Oh my god! Yeah. I had a child, but like now it's, I had a child. It's dead. It's mother's dead, and I'm going to jail for it. Yeah. Yeah, and he already had that thing kind of once with Dana, so it's like... Dana? Yeah, it's his, his kid. Daughter? It's his daughter. So I didn't want to be like, oh, it's my first kid kind of thing. It, I know it's not his first rodeo, but it's a lot to come to grips with in like a three-second uh, reaction. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but you're reading way into it. Okay. Well, so... you know, I'm the guy who's trying to decipher the credit sequence. Yes, I read, I read too in much In present day, Carrie and none other, none other than Fat Ow show up to find him because they finally got the idea. Uh, she says that they pulled some records and all the people that were at the Camp Genoa massacre <laughs> are accounted for except for one Leo Fitzpatrick who happens to be some sort of CIA teacher. Um, and he's teaching a class. He lets it out, and then he spots the three of them in the crowd. And there's another really cool chase scene through mm. stuff. Can uh, I just say, how cool would it be <laughs> if, you're, if you're CIA... I'm going to call it a CIA teacher because I don't know. What the, if your Homeland Security instructor... Yeah, he's like your cryptographer... <laughs> Actually got chased out of class by three people in black. Yeah, right. Like, how could... Yeah. 
Like, oh, oh yeah. wow. Like, I thought he was just full of shit about all this highfalutin, <laughs> blah, 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 digital security. But it's oh, man. To revisit all my notes, pay closer attention. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Very cool. And also, if uh, getting in trouble and having a six-figure security analyst gig is, is the golden mean, like, what's... I guess if I was this guy's student, I'd be like, why aren't, why didn't you go to jail and why don't you have a six-figure salary? Yeah. Like, why are you just a tenured professor at some crazy banshee college? Eh, maybe he retired since Camp Chinua. Mm. They finally catch him after they pull up and hit him with the car door. This, I, mean, I can't say get enough good things about this chase. So good. It had, like cars and people flying over hoods and and hood hitting hoods and <laughs> hood on hood violence it was crazy yeah very very cool so i'm excited to see banshee giving us what we came for uh they get him back to the bar because of course and carrie and lucas decide that they're going to threaten him by just punching information out of him i thought it was cool to lead with carrie on that too yeah and then fat owl and sugar say well let us let us do some work on him cut you between the toes so fat owl cut you blind goes to work on him by cutting his toes up and carrie and hood have a nice moment in the kitchen yeah i, I did like the line she getting over her husband yeah, I like the line where, you know, she's talking about how this is all her fault and she's wanting to just crawl up on the cross and be the martyr. And there's like this really tense moment and he kind of diffuses it by saying, well, I spent almost two years up in that uh, cabin blaming myself and that would have been a waste of time if it was all your fault, which I don't know. I thought know. it was only like six months. I, yes, right. No, no, no. He ga- I think he gave up after six months. So he's been sitting up in that cabin for 18 or maybe he gave it for six, and then he drank a bunch, and I, I don't know. But yeah, not quite two years. A little bit of continuity problem there. Yeah. So Fat Al calls him back and says, we got the information. Uh, Leo makes a call, and he said, <laughs> and in the best overacting of all time goes to this actor. Mm-hmm. We have to go, and we have to go right now. <laughs> he does very interesting things with his lips and mouth. Yes, like he he's does. just very overly enunciating everything. Um, <laughs> so, but, but it's going to take all their money to do this. Yeah, I th- this again. I really like this episode, but I this this plotting's kind of uh, fast and loose because it's uh, well because these guys are independent contractors. They have all their funding off the books and off, you know, and everything's off record for plausible deniability. So basically anything goes. If you pay them enough money, you can get any kind of political prisoner from any situation. And I'm thinking, huh, if that's the way it works, like, don't terrorists have a lot of money? I mean, certainly more than these four palookas sitting around in a bar, right? Like, it feels like the terrorists just be getting people out of our black cells all the time. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. Well... They're blowing the lid off all They've, this. They have the option to make deals. That doesn't mean they pay. They always uh, take the highest bidders. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, if you're a you're a high class American criminal, we'll do business. Your credit with us is good, but uh, you. But yeah, you look a little they're bit still more... a government agency, so I think that they're probably <laughs> not they? selling terrorists to terrorists within the United States of America. I don't know. Yeah, I, that's the thing. Like, uh, you're right, but. My question is, are they really part of the U.S. government if they're completely separate and they don't have any funding and there's plausible deniability? I mean, like, what if they go rogue? Are they going rogue now? Mm-hmm. Did the government sanction this kind of uh, double-cross thing? I don't know. 
So Job is scheduled to go dark, which means they are going to kill him because he's not worth anything anymore. And so they go and exchange Job for Leo and uh, And all of the money minus one car and one giant house (laughs) and a lot of land. Um, So Job... Yeah, Karen Sugar were the smart ones. They spent it while the money was there to spend. Yeah, exactly. Job gets uh, the best comeback line ever. It's about motherfucking time. <laughs> and you know, that's the thing. Like, the whole time he was doing that long walk towards them, yeah. I'm like, if he doesn't get there and be like, what took you so damn long? I was going to be really pissed. And about <laughs> the time I was thinking that thought, he says, because it was all emotional at first. And yeah. Like, he was just clinging the hood like a life preserver. And it was always great. Name a banshee heart swell three times too big. Yeah. But then when he's like, about motherfucking time, I'm like, oh, yes. Yeah, here we go. Yes. Uh, but wait, no, it's an ambush. But wait, it's a double secret ambush. Right. Um, and I don't know, that's the other thing. Which like, is awesome. I love this. Is why I love the show. It's a great scene. And it just seems like there's a lot of hand waving all around the fat owl sniper because are these government quasi government agents competent or not? Because... You know, you, this 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 is one removed from a parody. Like the parody version would have the government goon say, "Well, if you're the kind of guy that didn't think that I would know that you would know," snaps his fingers and there's snipers at the snipers' heads, and then fat and then sugar would be like, "Well, if you're the kind of guy that thinks I own a bar and don't know that you would know that we don't know," and then it's like ninjas come out. Like, <laughs> come on. You're right. That would have made the scene better. But I guess Fat Al, they've, again, and that's the other thing, is like Fat Al being such a badass and having all these triad backings and stuff, no like no one thought to contact him. He seems like he's the most powerful of all of them. Yep. And happy to help. Happy to help. <laughs> For nothing, yeah. So they take Job straight back to the bar instead of maybe like a shower or a sleep or some food food nope take him straight to the bar for some whiskey what did you think of job just blasting that guy in the head because they made it seem like a moment but i'm like that's entirely consistent with all of these people's characters that's not you know i don't know has job killed before yeah probably i feel like he has surely in one of their i don't know maybe they thought that he'd say a few words or say something profound about this is what you've done to me, and you'll never do it to anyone again. Do you but think nope, he just blasts? Do you think it illustrates a difference because a lesser man would want to try to torture him, whereas Job's is like, nope, just going to stuff him out. I guess so. Because that's what I thought. Like, oh, are we going to get a scene of like Job twisting, twisting on his jimmies or what? Yeah. No. No, because Job's a good guy. Job's not. Job. Job's not a torturer just to torture people. <laughs> yeah. They only torture people that need it, and to get information. That's that's <laughs> if, as soon as you give them the information. So if you don't give them the information, you're really the asshole. Yeah. Not them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just want to get that straight. <laughs> so back at the bar, Job says, I just want to take my money and go sleep with it. And they said, well, it's gone. We gave it to those guys. So does that mean one more heist? I think I think we got one more job. <laughs> one more job, job job coming. Um I also like the fact that he was starting to get really pissy about it and then he realizes that Gordon died. Yeah. And Carrie's kind of torn up about it and he's like, "Oh, immediately, my bad." And then he finds out Rebecca died later and he's like, uh, well, and the hood oh, knocked have, her up. Have yeah. I missed something?" <laughs> so good. I was worried that and they still might because at the end of the episode is like him crying hysterically in in Carrie's bedroom. 
So, so he's still got some uh, mental and emotional things to work out. But he's still got his personality. Yes. You can't take that away from I was from worried Joe. that, I was like, man, the final season is going to be catatonic or completely, you know, uh, um, completely disabled because of uh, trauma. trauma. Mm-hmm. Job, that's a waste of his character because Job's awesome. Right. He shouldn't be uh, having to mess with human emotions like grief and, and trauma and loss of sleep and no he just all he has room in his personality for and his body is sass sass that's right and <laughs> hacking skills yes so uh no try lightly trauma lightly trauma that's easily dispensed with is what i'm looking for from job <laughs> yep so hood gets arrested and they montage him being taken in and processed while job is going home with Carrie and she makes a bed for him, but he ends up sleeping on the floor and crying. Thoughts about this scene? Uh, I loved the Golden and Green song by the Builders and the Butchers. I thought that was a great montage song. That was uh, good. Yeah. Did you see and notice how Hood is pacing around the cell? Like he's got all this energy. He's fighting his inner nature to just wreck house on yes. every one of these people. And they're waiting for it to happen, too. Yes. That's the thing, like, when Bunker oh. went to go put cuffs on him yeah. and Luke and, and Hood rounded on him, I'm like, oh, my God. And Bunker is being so polite. But he's, 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 but he's shitting his pants like, I can't take this yeah, guy. Yeah, no. And then fucking Cruz. Cruz v. Stepping Carrie? to Carrie. I cannot uh, wait to see her kick her ass later. That, that whole scene with Cruz and, and Proctor's office where her and Burton were mean mugging each other, like, I'm sure she's a pleasant person, and this is a really great performance by the actress making me feel this way, but man, what a punchable face. Yes. She is so fucking smug, and it's... then, again, when she stepped to Carrie, there's going to be an epic Carrie V. Cruz. Yeah, and we've already seen a taste top from card the- Top card beatdown. From the, the, the rape video production company, mm-hmm. we've already seen a taste of what uh, Cruz can do when she fights. Sure. But, uh... Carrie's going to come at her like a mama bear. Yeah, she will. She's not going to have that uh, that mama bear strength. <laughs> Let's. You want to see who has who's covered in the most blood by the end of the season? Because <laughs> I bet you the number's not zero. I kind of want to see. I kind of want to see Bunk, Bunker and Hood go at it too. I don't. I like them both too. Like much. I don't think Hood should hurt him too bad. <laughs> but no. you know, like like uh, 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 the kind of beating you give a guy who said he's going to get his tattoos removed two years ago, and that's why you hired him on the force, and he <laughs> still hasn't done it. Yes. Like God damn it, I'm going outside the HR manual on this one, Bunker. <laughs> I, I want to see. I'm whipping your ass. Bunker versus Calvin. Yeah, but not that. But see, I, I don't, I don't buy Calvin as a badass at all. I do. Like unless he has eight white dudes behind him holding someone down. Like he, like really. Oh, Calvin. Yeah. Was He's... I saying Bunker? Yeah. God damn it! No, Calvin. <laughs> I don't buy Calvin as a badass. No, me either. No. Uh, I think Bunker would just tear him in half. I think Carrie will tear Cruz in half like a phone book. Yeah. Like, like you know, it's 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 still it, it's it's there's a trick to it. She kind of gonna roll her up and just like in, in in small increments just tear tear in half. Yeah, she will. Uh, so on to Proctor's story. Uh, Cruz comes to him and asks for more money for more work, and he says, "Let's see what you do first. Yeah, because he's concerned with someone from the in what, what what's the concern here someone from the police office or she's someone... on to carry she's yeah, on to carry and her vigilante, vigilante stuff justice. And, and he's realizing that these are targeting people that he's trying to spare right. from the criminal justice system mm-hmm. so he needs that uh, squelched and silenced yeah 
And she doesn't want to clean up any of his messes. <laughs> so Proctor is, has a few moments throughout this episode of missing Rebecca. And uh, he's, he's in the anger stage of grief. But he goes to some diner and picks up a dime store, Rebecca, who doesn't even have enough money for a piece of pie. Takes her back to the house, gives her all of Rebecca's stuff in her room and everything. But politely declines having sex with her. What is going through his head? Is he deliberately setting up this situation where he can have a Rebecca surrogate in his house? I didn't think this is actually where they were going, but I thought the scene was meant to give us some sort of red herring, like he's going to kill this girl. It's the serial killer's M.O. So Even up to the point where he starts beating her. Yeah, I also think it's like, are they trying to make me feel like they But again, her, I never believed that's what was exactly. going to happen. Just like I don't believe the Hood's the serial killer. Yeah, so she... So I, is anything going to come of this? He starts to beat her and choke her. She turns into Rebecca and eventually escapes. Anything going to come of that? Are you saying literally this uh, Cherry slash Gen- Jennifer? Yeah. Are we ever going to see her again? Yeah, or... or is anything just going to come of the fact that the mayor tried to abduct and kill a woman? Yeah, you think as she's riding a bus out of town, she sees, like, elect Proctor, Proctor or Kai Second Proctor. Second term. Yeah. yeah, with Burton standing behind him. <laughs> On their campaign. Got got a 99.9% of the popular votes. A crazy, crazy <laughs> coincidence. Nah, 130% of the votes, yeah. I don't know, because... So this girl goes to Brock and says the mayor tried to choke kill me to death what does brock do i don't think brock does he shit says, what's your evidence that's true these bruises on my neck mm-hmm. this shit i stole from kai proctor see that's the thing i guess the is fact that... that everyone in that diner saw them leave together mm. Mm. yeah i don't know but the fact that she tried <laughs> to rob him like that's the but they've gotten away with so much un- unbelievable stuff on this show that's true that's true Not in- i mean silencing Lucas, yeah. this urchin whore is going to be nothing yeah so, uh, Miriam Bowman comes to Proctor and asks him to release her daughter's body. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to look into this, but I guess they need the body right away. Right away, or God God won't take it. God only likes fresh meat. Yeah. We got to get in the ground to preserve it. So, when the judgment day comes, you can have your old body back. I honestly don't know if there is some kind of custom about that. But I, be- I, I believe it's possible. Yeah. So, um, Brock's part of the story here. The Bowens also come to him and ask for Rebecca's body. He says, I'm doing the best I can. He goes and puts pressure on the, oh shit, what's the name? What, what do they call those people? The morgue operator, the, the. Yeah, that's it. The morgue operator. No. The pathologist. No. Yeah. They have, the autopsy there's a guy. There's term for it that I can't remember. The mortician. Yes. That's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it is a medical a medical examiner, isn't it? Yeah, that's okay. better than what I had. Um, so he says, "Give me anything. What do you got? What do you got?" And he says, "Well, I do have this, and find out she's pregnant, Brock's baby, Coroner. That's Coroner. Of. Yeah, yeah. He's the he's exactly the kind of like cool asshole, bit of a slob that I would think that Banshee would have for Coroner. To yeah, you know, he reminds me of like a caricature." of a character who was himself a caricature on dexter mm. i don't know if you are familiar I with saw this the first guy season, but the other the other blood splatter analyst that worked with dexter this guy was uh a dick right but he was good at his job so you can't hold it against him for too long we did find a bit about the 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 serial killer's mo which is that he slits them in half and removes their heart while it's still while beating. they're still alive 
Temple of Doom shit. They he roofies them enough so they're awake but not but can't fight mm-hmm. back. So pretty pretty gruesome. Which yeah, we knew that. We knew that she had a big slit on her stomach when she was found. Screams Burton to me. Gross. I'm still on just the, Bur- the Burton. I'm, I'm still on the Burton bandwagon. You know what? I think Murder that's the wagon. guy who's who's in jail, the big tough guy with the five holes in him. Hmm. It's going to be the serial killer. The Burton murder wagon, just in case you're curious, has uh-huh. no windows. It's okay. a windowless wagon. Okay. Uh, the episode ends with the killer claiming another victim, so we know Hood won't be in jail for very long. Yep, that's proof, right? Right. Although, will they be able I mean, with all the time jumps and stuff. Instead of doing another heist, is this going to turn into like the Scooby-Doo gang? Are they all going to get together and solve mysteries? I don't know, but Hood being in, in in jail is a not interesting proposition. So my, I think that they are going to get him out next episode because it's like, well, someone killed again. It's obviously not you. You got yeah. some explaining to do. But I, that's the thing. Does like, he even even if the even if there's more serial killings, that doesn't let Hood off the hook because the blood was there and she was pregnant, which I guess gave him some kind of motive. It's all perfectly reasonable to say that we were at this hospital on this night. Because they got shot. You know what? I don't think I, I don't think deep down that Kai Proctor believes that Lucas Hood killed his niece, but he will be pissed about the pregnancy thing. I can almost see him just telling Brock to let him go, or telling the prosecuting attorney, "It's like, look, I need him to find my do- my niece. side niece's killer, so let Hood go." Plus, this season will suck if he's in jail for the rest of it. So will that be go. the thing that puts them over the edge and gets him uh, impeached from office? So, I, I don't think any of that. Who would impeach him? The uh, well, the I'm just saying attorney? that the the DA the, last time said if we keep doing this, if we keep just letting people go, people are going to get suspicious. Yeah, I and mean, like the mayor of a small town in Pennsylvania, how much how much power does he actually have? Like exactly. So the how governor, much could be taken away from him? Couldn't the governor be like there should be as like a statewide investigation into him? Like does yeah, he? So that way you still get him but here's the thing i feel like he's always been way more powerful than that banshee just happens to be the place where he grew up and that's where he has his but i feel like his influence goes i mean he's about to become the leading supplier of designer amish drugs to the entire east coast of america Mm -hmm. that's more reach than he got in a single county in pennsylvania if he can deliver yeah he and he will well will he or will calvin rise up and stop production well, that'd be that would be interesting because that would put a giant target on. But that's the thing. Like, if Calvin is as powerful as he says, I don't know why he needs the whatever cartel to come in here and clean house on Proctor because he's already got ten times his numbers. What cartel? The one that's buying the drugs. But he's cleaning house on Proctor. They're just not delivering and ruining his deal. The cartel guy from South America said that if he fails them, I mean, he implied that they're going to wipe him out. Like the punishment for that would be death. Yeah, that's all I've got. So we have one feedbacks. If you like to send us feedback, once again, banshee at baldmove.com or get on forums.baldmove.com to discuss it. Okay, this one is from Jerry G. Or was it Jerry J? I don't know. It's a lot of jizz. So it says a hard, and plus you could be a soft G or a hard G. Who knows? Jerry G. Uh, he says. That would be a soft G. Or she says. God, that's so, I'm, I'm a terrible human being. Um, they say I haven't watched episode three yet, but from the first two episodes, I'm leaning toward Brock being the one who killed Rebecca. And I have two reasons. One to get back at and or set up Proctor. He has a laundry list of reasons for hating Kai 
not the least of which is him screwing his ex-wife Emily last season. Brock's hatred for Proctor has grown over the seasons, and by watching Hood go around the law, he has learned a thing or two. Two, in episode one of this season, Brock makes a passing comment to Hood that the third murder will finally get the feds to help them solve the case, because there's still a real serial killer out there that Brock wants to stop. Uh, Both of these reasons combined help Brock accomplish the only thing he cares about, keeping Banshee safe. Keep Banshee safe. (laughs) Not keep Banshee, like, cool with the general vibe. Uh, You know, I... Brock as the killer. I don't buy it. I don't see Brock killing anybody. Any innocent people, rather. Nah. I'm still so... That's too out of left field, even for this show. Let's talk about the after credit sequence where... Well, it's not even after credits. It's before credit sequence now, where the serial killer jumps the young woman. Uh-huh. Anything about the physicality of that performer's... Of, no, the, of the, the killer's physique or whatnot that allows us to accept the obvious bad bow tie theory? Or I'm not accepting any theories that you put is forth. It bro- any is the guy because like I I looked and I'm like I was trying to look at his hands and like uh, the size or her of him. Hands. And I feel like that they're pretty masculine hands. You but, could get you know, nothing out of this. She, he, she they could, made she could be like Lana on uh, Archer and just have uh, Truckosaurus hands. They made it intentionally vague. There's no way to tell who that person is. I don't. Okay. Um. It's not. He's well. He or she's not fat. And they are pretty stock. I mean, they got a pretty solid build. So if it's a woman, she's a real brick house. How do you know that? Because you can see you can see a shape of a person's body. They're wearing baggy pants and a baggy sweatshirt. No, they're not. Yes, they were. I mean, they weren't like like a skin tight thing. But like, come on now, you can tell a person a general shape and like what kind of what kind of shape they're in. Okay, you got especially it all this guy's out. this guy's sprinting over. I mean, this this person is sprinting over. They got some power through them women can't run is that what you're saying no i i said i said if it's a woman they're like a brick house physical specimen of okay. a woman it's not like a not like a carry build at all yeah like that's certainly not carrie or someone like rebecca or even cruz watch it be cruz <laughs> that's i think it's i think it's still like i was looking and i feel like it looked a lot like a lot like burton i know you did sweetie i mean you know Burton. I disagree completely. Okay. All right. Well, if you got any takes, uh, once again, send it to Banshee at BaldMove.com or get on forums.baldmove.com. And we'll see you next week. On an episode 404, Not Found, a Banshee. So, <laughs> it's a, like, that's a weird... It's, a, I, it's an HTML <laughs> joke for the nerds. Uh, I got it. I so. got it. So we don't actually know what the name is, but we'll find out next week. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.